Hey, everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in. This is the Iconist Podcast. Third year going strong, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Larry3D. You know the joke. Here it comes. Hey, I love it. And on my side, the man, the myth, the legend, my cousin, my best friend. If you see him, you say hi. But if you hear him, you know you're, you're dancing. Okay, on down. The one and only, Mr. DJ Rod C. Uncle Roddy's here, people. Let's hey, hey, hey. going on. What's going on? Mm, Welcome. Uncle Roddy. Oh, geez, Uncle I like that. Uncle Roddy. Yeah, hey, we don't, we don't hey, it's that. true. It's true, because he, he, he is uncle. Yeah, yeah, strong bloodlines. Here we go. As always, we're going to break this down. We're still going for our spooktacular month. And before we get into all of that, we got to do what we got to do. As mm. Rod would say, commercial break. Mm. Ah, here we go. Manners make it the man. So first and mm. foremost, if you got to go and get a comic book from anywhere, you want to j- jump into this genre, one of the best places to jump into are comic book stores that we know. One, that's Wild Comics out in Kitchener with Wes, Ramon, Sydney, and yeah, Wes, Ramon, Sydney, and Chris. Oh my gosh, I got tongue-tied. Ah. Ah. Uh, if you're for our friends out in Montreal, please go and check out Check Swing Comics with Trevor, Dom, Pierre, and Pierre. Tell them we all said hi. If you go in there, you mentioned that you heard about them on the Iconist podcast. They will take care of you. Also, our friend Miss Brandy Ford, who has her magazine, The Writer and the Wit, please see the link down below that is coming out right now. And you can also catch her on the radio. So at 4680Q.com, you can find Miss Brandy Ford, and she's on there Mondays and Wednesdays at 2 p.m. and on Saturdays at noon. So, you know, tell her we said hi. She'd be great to hear that. Also, uh, the guys I roll with all the time. That's a touch of gray matter comedy. So that's myself, Dave Sokolowski, and Zolf Ali. We're doing shows here. We do fundraisers and all that stuff. So please keep an eye open for that. And Larry, how do we find that? Well, good question. You go to my website, Barry3D.com. It has all the listings for the stuff I do solo with a touch of gray. This show included too. So if you want to know what's going on, that's the place to go and check it. And on that note, if you want to do what we do and you want to do your own podcast, go to Podbean, check them out. You can start your own podcast on any subject you want to do. Very easy to use and great to build up your own library. And of course, if you're starting a podcast or anything you're doing, you're going to need a graphic designer. And you got to go to the graphic designer we use, the man, the myth, the legend, unseen member of this crew at times, but you see his presence for everything we do. Rod, who am I talking about? Jay Bird Digital Art, 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 Art. Mr. Jason Reese, thank you once again. You tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount on any Let's work go. needed, and that is worldwide. All right, mm. just like Pitbull, okay? Mr. Worldwide. That's how we do in the electronic age. You see it, you hear it, you enjoy it, support it. Let's go. I think that's the quickest I've gone through the, the ad. Yeah. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask is one simple thing. If you're hearing the show, you're seeing the show, subscribe. That's it. Subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube page and subscribe to our Podbean page. You can see the links here. They're down below and all over. So any every click helps this show grow, and we want to get this show to grow on both mediums. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, Rod, mm-hmm. where can we find you? You can find me, as I say, on the World Wide Web. You can find me on the Instagram at Mr. Rod C, M-R-R-O-D-C. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. You can also follow me on the world of TikTok 
ticking, talking. DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. One, 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 one. Let's go. That's a beauty. That is awesome. So make sure to always show the support because we show the love. So show the love to everyone we mentioned and even more. And we're still waiting for people to send in pictures from outside, inside of your favorite comic book store. Find our links down below. Hit us up on our socials. Let's go and do it. You can always find my socials and for this show too through harry3d.com. All right. On that, Mm. for the month of October, as we draw closer to the date on the Iconist podcast, the icon is Dark Universe. Yes. Now you're going to say, Barry, what is the Dark Universe, right? And I'm going to say, you know it. Maybe you didn't know it. It's almost like when we did our episode on Jack Ryan. You didn't know Jack. Mm-hmm. Well, now you do you know the Dark Universe? And before someone makes the show saying it's a Dark Universe where you guys live, because we dark. <laughs> Funny. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The Dark Universe was a concept that was put together by Universal. Why? Because it was smart. Now, this is what attracted to me. The the it started off with a great idea and it seemed to fail and it's come off the rails. And I think we should kind of give it a second chance. We should as fans give this a second chance because it's all about the thing I love, and that's world building. But also, Universal, come on now, for a PR person and put this all together. Come on, son. Okay. So here's the, the gist of it. The Dark Universe at the time, Universal Studios had rights for a lot of the characters they have. And they mm-hmm. looked at it, and they looked at Marvel, and they go, oh, Marvel's got a universe. I, we like what they're doing. They're making money. DC's got a universe. They're making money. Let's put it that way. DC was more uh, when it came to Marvel for the cinematic stuff. It, it wasn't as together. The animated stuff, they got it. The live action movie stuff, it's a little bit rough, you know, for various reasons. But still, world building. And then they saw what was happening with Godzilla and King Kong, the monster universe. The universe went, huh? Can't we do something like that? And some person said, yes, we can, sir. And they came up with the idea of the dark universe because back in the day, Universal control had, has the rights for the IPs for the monsters. Right. So way back, they had the rights to, you know, the werewolf, mm-hmm. Dracula, yep. Frankenstein, creature yep. of the Black Lagoon, you know, yep. Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Invisible Man. And they wanted to take all those IPs. And a lot of times back, you know, when I say way back, we're talking like, what, the 50s or so, they would turn around and say, you know, about that, it started off. And they would turn around and they would do these movies. And then they would do, you know, uh, all these movies that started off. And then, of course, they were just milking the cow. So it started off with the wolf. And then you're getting stuff like Ride of the Werewolf. And then, you know, so some of it didn't really... They just kind of rushed together, like spaghetti, spaghetti string westerns, as they used to call it. They used to kind of just write them out real quick, put them out, boom, here we go. So they had that. It made them money. Kids would go every, and I say kids because that's the demographic they were aiming for. They would go every week to watch what the latest movie was down at the matinee. 
and as the main feature, the, the other ones before that, they capitalized on the toys. So this is why you do see Frankenstein's monster as a toy. This is why you do see Dracula as a toy back, you yep. know, 60s, 70s, so forth. And that was all Universal was pushing. And then, of course, it, it died off at one point. People kind of moved on. The writing wasn't there. So they came back with this whole concept of seeing everyone doing this and going, can't we make money this before? Were we doing this before? They were almost the originators because in their original series, okay, they had crossovers. So they had, you know, Werewolf meet Frankenstein. And, and, you know, and and Dracula versus this person. So they had the crossovers one point prior to the MCU and the DCEU, okay? Like, they had it. Yep. Even prior... Uh, I would say to the Godzilla movies with the crossovers. And Godzilla was there, but I'm talking oh, yeah. crossovers. So yeah. back, you know, people today, you know, anyone that's listening to this show, if you were a certain age, either you're in a golden age right now, or this is bliss, seeing all these crossovers and team-ups and so forth like that, or you're like, yeah, the biggest crossovers we had in the past was Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm. The press is. Two IPs are in one movie, there. Or you get the monster universe where you had a werewolf fighting Dracula. Oh, hold on. I'm there. You know, we right. got teased with Jason versus Freddy at one point. Oh, okay. But we've never seen a Jason, Freddy, Candyman, Michael Myers crossover. What? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, and that's definitely, that would have been uh, a good, a lot of people would have pulled off for that. A lot of, in, in the 80s? Late mid eighties, late eighties, a, a Freddy. Oh yeah, that would have been a that would have been a like. Take my money. Take it. <laughs> yes. So Guaranteed. even so now, because all those actors who portrayed those those last ones I just mentioned are still mm-hmm. alive, yeah. still alive. Okay, right? They they were still. You put them back in costume one more time. Nightmare Throwdown. <laughs> So Universal looked at this and they said, hey, we want to take this opportunity and build something. So they started off strong, mighty, very strong. And they got a group of actors together and they even did all the promo just for it, which blew my mind. Uh, And that was what I was excited for. Now, once again, with the, um, forgive me, I'm just looking at the pictures here on my, so I can just call up the names properly. Uh, it was insane. Like the actors they had associated with this, who signed on to build this universe. So their whole thing was they were taking the Marvel thing. They said, "What did Marvel do that was a success, and how can we follow that?" And they looked at it and said, "Oh, well, Marvel planned out all their movies ahead of time. Marvel turned around and got all the actors ahead of time to portray the characters and have them do cameos in each other's movies." go and lead to this thing. So they didn't wait to do a movie and then sign an actor, uh, you know, and then do the other movie. It's like, okay, cool. Let's do the third movie. Let's find the actor and then do it. They said, here it is, upfront, transparent, Mm -hmm. gold, gold. Uh, And you you can see the picture. I've got it up right now. It's gold. And in the dark universe, it was, for example, Tom Cruise. Mm. Okay. Johnny Depp. Russell Crowe, yep. uh, 
uh, Arvier. Bardet, yep. Right? Arvier. Thank you. Hmm? All strong actors. And then you yeah. had the actress. Oh, oh my gosh, I lost her name here for a second. She's a French actress, and, and I'm down with her. Uh, let me see. Pull up the name. Pull up the name. Pull up the name. Uh, da, 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 da. So, you know, I, as I said, this is a show. This is how we do it. And I want to give her flowers because it was so well done. So well done. Here we go. And it had uh, Sophia Butella. So Sophia Butella is more out of that whole group that we just mentioned. He's probably more recent in stardom. Okay, but you know her from the Kingsman. She was the girl that had the blades on her feet as Samuel L. Jackson's bodyguard. Right. Okay, and prior to that, she's a breakdancer. If you see the videos of her breakdancing online, like, straight out, B-girl styles. Like, okay, thank you, thank you. Represent the culture. 50 years of hip-hop, here we go. She represents the culture. She represents it well. So she's got that look. She's got, yeah, she's got the physicality to it. That's why she was able to do those moves in the Kingsman when you see her. So this is so good. So good. And I was excited for it. Now, here's where, in my opinion, ha, Universal messed up. I don't know who was in charge of the, the, the PR the marketing. It was bull. What they didn't tell you was there was other movies that came out that were within that universe that were supposed to tie it together. Mm-hmm. And where everyone thought, including myself, that The Mummy with Tom Cruise was supposed to be the kickoff of the Dark Universe, we actually got that Dark Universe kickoff two years earlier. Once again, Luke Evans was in there and if you watch Dracula Untold, that came out in 2017, where there's the origin story of their version of Dracula, I like the movie. was the kickoff of the Dark Universe. But they never turned around. Like, one, he wasn't in that picture that they showed. I don't know if they were testing the waters for it to see how it would go. Uh, now, Rod, did you ever watch the Dracula Untold? You know what? I, had, I did not. But this is the thing. For me, I, didn't, I did not. But I actually had a pit on it. A personal opinion, like I gotta get back to it when I get a chance to go back and watch it. Because at least I was intrigued to say, okay, this is a, a retelling of Dracula's, you know, origin story, you know, just telling it. And you know, the clips I saw the trailer, it brought me in whatever the case would be. But I never got a chance to go and actually see it. But I knew about it, but did not know, just like you said, that that was the kickoff for the dark universe. Because I just took it that that was a dark that was a Dracula movie standalone and then you hear mummy and here for me personally dracula by itself the mummy by itself oh okay cool they're doing the mummy remake they're 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 doing a tom cruise version of the brad and fraser mummy so they're tom cruising it up i'm like okay cool let me see what that's about And, and that's it it's only later on you find out for me personally did you find out that it was actually the promotional kickoff for the Dark Universe. But then you find out, like we find out now, Dracula Untold was the original one. Mummy, the Mummy was actually the second installment of the whole franchise. So that was, like you said, a, a, you know, someone dropped the ball 
on marketing. Someone dropped the ball on just giving people the the the, the knowledge, the foreknowledge. Hey, this is what we're planning to do. I think they probably realized after it was like, yes, you had Dracula, but now we got Tom Cruise. Let's use Tom as the kickoff and build it from there. We got Tom. We got Russell Crowe. We got Javier. Yeah. We got Sophia. Oh, now now we can say we're starting a universe. We should have did that from beforehand. Exactly. Exactly. And sorry, I'll, just make, I'll let you go on, but I'll make a correction. I just realized oh, I said oh. the wrong date. So Dracula Untold came out in 2014. Right. The mummy came out in 2017. So that has yeah. to show you how far back they, they were planning this. So sorry, go on. That that was my yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Hundred percent. No, and, and that's exactly it. So like you waiting three years before you I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We personally don't know what was what was their thought process, why they didn't um they did they test the waters? They they feel to say, okay, Dracula did all right, it did good. Now we can, you know what? Let's take let's take the the kitchen sink and everything and throw it at it now. When you see what sticks. Well, and that's what gets me, right? So, I, and I and I get that every studio always has to test out the waters. I got to see if it has a list. So I respect that. But if you knew that was the case, you should have kind of made more of a splash about it. Like especially if you have that promo photo with all of them in it. How come you didn't bring Luke Evans in it to show? Because if you would have put Luke Evans in there, I would have been. There we go. There we go. There it is. There it is. I see the connection. I see the connection. I see the connection. Okay, Down. so I saw his movie already. These are to come. I think that would have gotten more with fans. So I'll tell you right now, me and my wife, we watched Dracula Untold when it came out. We went to the theater and we enjoyed it. Uh, mm -hmm. You're not getting Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker, uh, Stroker's uh, Dracula. You're getting right. the Marvel, sorry, Marvel, the Universal Pictures version of Dracula. So it takes elements yeah. from what really existed and they put it in to make their world. Right. And the way that movie ended clearly deserved the sequel. So I mean, no spoiler, it's, it shows Luke Evans, Dracula, going from being a like a, a medieval knight trying to defend his 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 land, you know, from a supernatural influence, defend mm -hmm. his wife, yeah, I, 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 you know, as really stand the, the test of time, right? He was and he was fighting against, I guess, you know, if I remember right, it's been a while, like you know, supernatural influence was like almost Dracula, and he was fighting against the one before he took over that role. So a lot of it happens in the past. I would say as an origin story, it was fun to watch. The effects were fun. Story was, it had me pulled in. And I would say this is more positive than negative for a first crack at something like that because we never got it from that view. You know, all the time it's Dracula, he comes out from a crypt. Now we get to understand the character, sympathize with the character, and then root for the character. And Luke Evans has done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of period things. You know, he was in the Three Musketeers, one of the Three Musketeers remakes, and he and he did it well. He he has that look to him, and he does it so well. So when he goes in there to the very end, and he takes on finally the powers of Dracula, or you know the supernatural to defeat what he was fighting to save everybody and kind of get revenge. Okay, said and done, and then he moves forward to do what he needs to do. Uh, and it's only at the end of the movie that you see kind of time warp into present day. And he sees a girl that reminds him of his oh, wife. Okay. And it's oh, like, okay, but well, because yeah. we're dealing with this, maybe it's reincarnation, right? And because they 
talked about it like at one point about reincarnation and you know it could be a possibility and there he is in present day and it's like wait a minute i live through each year you know year after year century after century here i am now present day he went from wearing armor and you know seeing the bats and him flying and all that to wearing a nice suit and gloves and a french coat but well put together like chic and then he sees someone that looks dead ringer for his wife that he lost all those centuries ago and he goes to talk to her okay all in and it, that's how it ended off so to me i'm thinking oh man this is like hawk man and uh, and hawk, hawk woman hawk girl types. yeah hawk woman got it okay right you because see? he's lived he's re- he did reincarnate but she reincarnated what could happen next and then you know i was like okay well hopefully this movie does enough dollars that they would do a sequel with this now i'm now just like the marvel universe the marvel universe give your flowers we said it again to wesley snipes without blade i know they said there was marvel movies before but on the cinematic part of it on the big screen if it wasn't for wesley snipes and blade marvel would have been maybe would not have been what we have right now okay 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 mm-hmm. My head is just going through. Like I said, I never got a chance to see Dracula Untold. Right. I was wondering what would have been the connection to bring it to modern time. Because, again, that's a period piece back in the days. Now that you basically say gave me the last act, the last scene, now it yes. makes sense. And this is where I would say, unfortunately to say Universal, this is where you dropped the ball. You should have... Okay, I'm thinking what they probably were doing, what they were thinking. Uh-huh. Okay, we're going to make that, that time piece. Start off there, fine. Unless you saw the movie, no one's going to know there's a connection to the modern time. Right? True. But you, you have that as a surprise piece. You have a little, oh my gosh, we're, we're, we're in Which modern ending. time. Yep. Okay, that's no problem. You should have either put something relatable in the mummy. Like you said, either you put a picture, but you maybe you didn't want to give away. I'm I'm playing devil angel devil angel advocate, you know, whichever <laughs> side you want to look at it from. <laughs> that okay, maybe you didn't want to give away a little, you know, secret movement that you have Dracula coming in the forthcoming movies. But I'm now gonna have to go back and listen to the mummy and see, because the only person who would probably say something about Dracula would have been Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character. So now right. I'm gonna have to listen. Did he say anything? Because that'll be anywhere in his script, as long as he makes a reference to Dracula. That would have been the tie-in. Don't show the picture, like you're saying. I would agree. I would have wanted a picture there as well in the forefront, like you know. But now that I'm seeing what they're trying to do, probably trying to do keep it hidden. Fine. There's other monsters in the world. Great, no problem. He should have said there was a time period that uh, there was there was this individual. This count, who is a vampire of the night, you know, or something to give you the, hmm. So now I'm going to have to go back. So I may not give them a full, ah, uh, just yet. I'm across the eyes. It might, they might get, but they might not because maybe it was there and we just missed it and they did it so nicely that right. they smoothed it unless you really was paying attention and yep. knew that years ago that that movie was a tie-in, you wouldn't have known to look for it. Or if you heard it, you wouldn't have thought 
three years before, you would have thought, well, maybe three years in the future in another movie, upcoming movie, will make a Dracula appearance. And then when anybody sees it, wait a minute, isn't that the same? Isn't that Luke from? And then their eyes will blow up. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. So as much as you want, I just want to give them the, uh, I'll just, I'll just hold it in because now I'm going to have to, now I'm going to have to watch the mummy again to see if there are that reference. Mm-hmm. If the reference isn't there. And that's all I'm going to say. I've across the ice. Lightning speed. Um, no, exactly. No, no, okay, we don't promote any violence or anything like that. Let's make that stipulation right now. No, we don't. We don't. We're just saying. A virtual. Why you missed out? Um, but that's the whole thing. I will say, when we dis- discuss, when we say when we discuss, we're going to talk about the dark universe. Mm-hmm. And in thinking that we're starting, I'll say me thinking that I'm starting with the mummy. There's one before. Where's the correlation? Where's the connection? And because I didn't, like I said, I always was going to watch a movie. I like my horror to a certain degree, but I don't run after it like 3,000 miles per hour. So that's why I was like, ah, I'll get to it. Putting a pin to that conversation to some more, we will realize who else is in this universe um, that they have. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's what I thought was interesting. So you got Dracula Untold, we, and we talked about that. Now we, we go a couple of years, you're saying, and we get the mummy. Now the actors that were in there and the roles, we said Russell Crowe, when I heard about the dark universe, how they were building it, and then watching the mummy. Now, first of all, that's another thing that I think Universal should have done a lot better. They should have explained that this was not a reboot from the Brandon Fraser right. mummy. A lot of people said, oh, it's a reboot because you see the that- name. It was not a reboot. This is not a reboot. <laughs> this is just nice. our IP. <laughs> that's nice. what they should have done. They Very should nice. have Very sold nice. that. I think People would have got behind it because, right. as you said before, people are done with reboots. So right. they would have come out and say, hey, this is not a reboot, and, and do the press junk and say, it's not a reboot of the Brandon Fraser mummy. This is our IP we've had from the 50s. Here we go. So just because it has the same name, and I get that. I can see where it was, but that wasn't what they were trying to do. So then you get Tom Cruise come in there. Now, and mm-hmm. I go back, Russell Crowe's role in this is picture for a lack of a better you know explanation Russell Crowe is playing Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde in this universe and he was going to be seen in my eyes as the Nick Fury of the universe he's the one that goes and ties all these characters together because he has the organization he's you know he's got the brains he's got brawn that you know of and he's one that's supposed to crisscross in all of these characters' movies until they get to the big conclusion, having what we would say the, uh, you know, the end game, Avengers end game. I'm wearing my Avengers shirt, so my Avengers end game mm-hmm. scenario. So each person was supposed to have their own movie. Russell Crowe was supposed to show up in a small role till he organized them to fight whatever main evil they had to deal with. That right. was his role. You see him in the mummy with Tom Cruise. Now, with Tom Cruise in the mummy, that was um, you know, what we got and what was written was two different things. Yeah. So Tom Cruise, unfortunately, and I say this and I, you know, with all due respect. So, you know, Tom Cruise and the the uh the writer, 
so the writer and the director was Alex uh, Kurtzman. So Alex Kurtzman wrote out the script for The Mummy. All is good to go. Tom Cruise is going to play in that role, the curse of The Mummy. That's really what it should be, you know, and and going forward from there. And he's like, okay, fine. They got all that ready to go. And just when things are both to kind of kick off and and once again, I'm looking up for the girl, the girl's name who plays the mummy. Uh, oh, Sophia. Sophia, um, thank you. So Sophia's yeah. in there as the, the mummy. Okay, cool. I'm I'm fine with that. The, the effects, everything was good. So Alex turned around, writes the script. Okay, Tom Cruise comes on board. Tom Cruise is coming off from his Mission Impossible run. And he's like, I have a couple ideas for how I want this movie to be. Because he's Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise got the, the you know, the big boy pants, starts kind of Oh, let's change this scene to this scene. I think this scene should be done this way. This scene should be done that way. This scene. So he essentially rewrites the script to what we eventually got, which caused him and Alex to have some tension on set. And Alex at one point was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this. It's like, this guy's kind of rewriting everything we had going. That was, once again, I like Tom Cruise. And it's not a knock on Tom Cruise, but in this instance, I think that, we, I would have liked to see what the original concept would have been instead of Tom Cruise coming in there and changing or rewriting certain scenes. That that is what I would like to see. Yeah. Uh, and I, don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed the Mummy movie for what I got. Do we get the famous Tom Cruise viral chest run? Yes, we did. Uh, we have some, you know, Tom Cruise was doing a little bit more humor and tongue in cheek. Yes, he did. More than what we see. Uh, Usually when he plays Ethan Hawke, he's more serious. This one, he was a little bit more, you know, collateral damage. He was more serious. Uh, this one, he, he had, like, he was whimsical. He was night and day. Yes. Yes. He was night and day. He was night and day. That's he it. Was, right he there. Was, he day. was literally, he was literally trying to find that balance. Maybe not as whimsical as night and day, but he was, right. he was up there that made just like, okay. So we're not definitely getting the Brandon Fraser realizing, okay, you're the one who has the the situation, the the the, the curse, and that's why finding out that the original concept was the curse of the mummy, which now plays out a little, it plays out much better. That thinking like we're expecting it to be like um, Brandon. Not even say we wanted to like the Brandon Fraser one, but we thought the scenario is going to be on Sophia. Everything is, you know, related to Sophia being the mummy, being the one who's coming back from the dead and that kind of scenario, being resurrected mm. and everything like that. No, he's the one who's cursed. Yes. So now they take the whole spin on the whole the whole storyline. And if it was, I, I guess, being so familiar to Brandon Fraser one, that's what probably threw people in a reboot, not reboot, reboot, not reboot. Is it right. No, it is so it probably had people walking out the theater a little confused because definitely walking in with some type of expectation and when everything wasn't even lining up to what they were expecting, I think that might have just definitely took them for a, I need to process what I just saw. And action. That's where everything kind of went a little bit more left, a little more more left. Like, ah, they control a pull up a board. It's not as smooth as they wanted. And that probably is the reason why. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Now, once again, Universal should have turned around and said, okay, we know there's a mummy franchise that's already out there. They should have been smart and said, let's call this the mummy's curse. Curse yeah. of the mummy. 
that that so, there would help um dif- you know make a division between Brandon Fraser money mummy um trilogy 100%. and what they were doing right now because essentially that's exactly what this movie it would have given a true identity to the movie you wrote the mummy's curse or the curse of the mummy and you watched that movie with that name in the of your head I'm walking in oh now I understand poor exactly. Thomas poor Thomas got afflicted by this curse and poor Thomas is having to deal with all these Thomas are you ready for this Thomas this is not you're not you're not doing any running on up a, up a, uh, up a building not anymore Thomas this is something different Thomas are you ready for this <laughs> what Thomas how is he gonna do this and everybody be like you could do it Tommy you can do it exactly because at a point in the movie he gets the curse and the mummy is chasing him and so i think you're not giving away anything yeah. because if you walk in there without knowing the story right plot lines and all that you, you hear the mummy's curse okay the mummy's curse that's right so we see sophia and she's the mummy oh she's got a curse okay fine oh maybe she cursed tom okay here we go and then it plays out so how that movie plays out from what we got I still enjoyed it, but I think it yeah. would have benefited more instead of saying Tom Cruise, the mummy, it should have said, you know, Tom Cruise, and the mummy's curse or the mummy's curse. And then go with that and have Tom Cruise associated. So this is what happened now because of what, you know, went on there and the movie didn't make as much money as they wanted to, as, as universal mm-hmm. wanted to. And there is when universal went, yeah, I think we're good. To a certain degree, and I'm like, no, you're not good. You didn't finish, right? Yeah. So you had, once again, great actors, fun directors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to knock this. You had, as I said, so we know Tom Cruise is the Mummy's curse, or you know, uh, curse of the Mummy. Yeah. We know we have Dracula Untold. We got that. He's in present day. His wife is reincarnated. I'm all on board with this journey. You got Javier, who's supposed to be the Wolfman. Wow, how I was dying to see this. Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And the last time I saw Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde on the screen, me personally, was in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, I know Alan Moore is not keen of that, but I was looking to see what their take was because you got a partial transformation of, you know, Dr. Jekyll almost turning into Mr. Hyde in the Mummy movie. And he stops himself with an injection of what's that injection? Clearly, he's in a room. He's part of the organization. And, and, and I like the world building. Like, where did the money come from? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. So, and so we're supposed to get that. And Johnny Depp was supposed to be the Invisible Man. You know, last time I seen the Invisible Man prop, you know, is once again there was an Invisible Man TV show, and I wanted to know if they were incorporating that kind of theme where he injects himself. Uh, you know, and then the, or has an experiment that goes and he turns invisible and he has to walk around with bandages on his head because he's invisible 24 7 until he takes off his bandages and eyeglasses and trench coat, then he disappears. And Johnny Depp playing this kind of role, Johnny, you know, let's look at it. When he did The Astronaut's Wife, I like that movie, right? When it's Sleepy Hollow, of course, Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands, when he gets into a character, Jack Sparrow, when he gets into a character, he brings out these little nuances that makes the, the quirkiness cool. Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man, it'd be nice to see him portray that because he know, and he would have been up for the challenge. This is like an actor yeah. who would say, "Okay, so I'm not on the screen, I'm invisible, but I gotta still act a certain way." Okay, got it. I can let me it. put it together in my head. I'm in. Oh, oh, okay. So that that was to some the of the beauty Cage. to me. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas, right, right. 
and, and we'll get to that. So, but you know, and here's the the, the the films they had to go at the time. So, 2014 was Dracula Untold. 2017 mm-hmm. was The Mummy. In 2020, right. there it's The Invisible Man. But The Invisible Man was done by Bloomhouse. You know, so they got the IP and they did their version of it. More of a and Bloomhouse does a lot of horror. I mean, it's straight up horror movie. So they did The Invisible Man more as a horror movie to kind of keep that going. But they didn't use Johnny Depp. They had a different actor uh, with it. Mm-hmm. And and here's my thing with Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse turns around and they take some things. You know when you see a meme and it's like this is going to really ruin your childhood. Okay, so you know they did stuff like Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Like really? No, no, not Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Okay, who who spoke in what? No, no, no. But you know, uh, was it the the banana banana split TV show? And then made of animatronics and then put them in costumes and made it a horror movie. So it was a kid's show, and you turned them into a horror movie? What are you smoking? No, no, no. I, I think there's some things that should be off limit. You don't. You you want to do your reboots of Starsky and Hutch? Okay, fine. You you want to do your reboots of other IPs? Okay, fine. But you're taking a kid's show, the Banana Splits, because any kid that grew up, you know, us, we grew up with the Banana Splits. We see it like, oh, okay, got it. And all of a sudden, like, oh, you forgot about us. I'm like, uh, okay. No. If anyone who's like, you know, a teenager now. Or early twenties and watch the banana splits and then Google banana splits or go on YouTube. They're gonna see a whole live action thing that has nothing to do with horror. And I'm like, how that we don't make the connection. So mm-hmm. Bloomhouse did the Invisible Man, and then here just recently in 2023 we got you know uh, Renfield, which was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know about you. I haven't got a chance to see it. I haven't got a chance to see it. I've seen it on. It's not Amazon. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon. It's just right. floating there on Amazon. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get to it one day. But it's Nicolas Cage. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking it's more of a more of a comedy type thing. So I'm like, I'll get to it. It's it's okay. It's funny. Yeah. You know. Uncle Heard Nick, people Uncle like Nick it, but yeah, it's not high on my list to watch. Uncle yeah. Nick got to do. Uncle Nick got to do what Nick Uncle Nick got to do, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get to it. But I did not know until we started investigating this and realizing that's part of this universe. So now I have now I have to double back. Well, not even double back. I didn't get a chance. To, like it just came out this year, so I'm still in the same year. So I can still make it. I you watch can still it. make it, man. You're still good. I'm still You're good. Still good. I'm gonna have to watch that. That's gonna right? be. I heard good. I heard people say it was good. Okay. I will go and give it a shot, but that's that's what blows my mind. And the thing is, if Universal needs to kind of get a proper marketing to put it all, you already have everyone's contract signed. You know, I don't know if they came out of date at this point because it's been a while. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm reading over here. Okay, so then they have, um, you know, the last voyage of the Demeter. Right. Okay, that's that's coming out this year. I didn't even know this was part of this universe. Okay, so and, I didn't and even this see is exactly. I, I didn't even see any like promo stuff for it myself maybe it's out there and i just missed it you know and then there, are, there is an untitled uh universal monsters film for 2024 you know it's unreleased it's in pre-production it's gonna probably get pushed back because of the writer's strike actor uh you know strike. actually that just finished huh I, I, I just yeah finished. yeah that just finished a, a little just recently here so yeah. you know projects probably got delayed but that's and i'm like okay the last time i saw a monster movie i think it was the monsters or monster inks like where it was uh Corey Haim, or Corey Feldman, one of them, 
in monsters. So he's a teenager and all, and he's got his sister and all these monsters come into their town and you have, you know, Dracula, werewolf, the, the, the creature of the black lagoon. And it's, you know, mm. kids fighting monsters, but there's a story to it. You're right. I remember seeing that trailer. I remember seeing yes, that trailer. And that's a movie from way back. Yeah. You know, and I watched that and I enjoyed that movie. And I'm like, how come Universal doesn't do more with that? And, you know, at the end, they, they had to go through a whole thing to kind of banish them to another dimension. Fun. Fun. And then it kind of just dropped off. So that's, you know, where it comes in. And then, um, so I said, then movies to be announced that they have. So it's in development. And, and once again, part of the dark universe is the invisible woman. Because if you watch the Bloomhouse version of the Invisible Man, he's kind of stalking his ex-girlfriend or or something like that. And you know, yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then they were going to get into the Wolfman finally, and then it's uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Now, the last time we had a Van Helsing movie was Hugh Jackman. Right. It's not Hugh Jackman. It's going to be probably somebody else coming back doing Van Helsing. Oh, you didn't know? It's it. It was supposed to be Tatum. Oh, Adam Tatum. Tatum. Adam Tatum was supposed to be doing it. So that was what I, my little research, I came across that as a quick glimpse. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, is allegedly that was, at least he was on a short list, I guess, to do it or, you know, respectively, you know, right on the short list to get it done. But that's, that'll be interesting. Again, the last one was, you know, Hugh Jackman. And I actually, I like that one. I, I, I found that like I have no problem, no word of a lie. Watching movies, watching TV. If Van Helsing, Van Helsing is coming on, if I didn't catch it, like, oh, it's coming on in the next half hour. Oh, I'm watching it. Or if I'm in the middle of something, I'm channel surfing. Van may actually, Van's gonna get a, he's gonna get a watch. I can watch, I can watch Van Helsing, no problem. So, yep. I personally like that movie. So, with that, is this gonna be? A, I doubt it's. I guess by story wise, it's going to be a reboot, but yeah. fine, get, you know, whatever the case would be, and we'll, we'll see where it goes. I just want to make one quick little note though that sure. at least field, I I gotta go, I gotta go watch it. Now I need to know the time piece. I don't know if you know the time, the time period for that, but at least on the list we said there's Dracula Untold, there's the Mummy, there's the Invisible Man, there's Renfield, and then there's the Last Voyage of the Mentor of the Dementor. I just went and checked. It came out August of this year, and it is a timepiece of um, like a ship basically traveling the Black Sea. So this is a timepiece from back in the days. So this may be something, again, that they do the same thing like unbeknownst to us knowing, like Dracula Untold, do a time period, and at the last scene, we're up to date. So gotcha. I don't gotcha. know. This, now I'm going to have to go look and see if I can find it to see what they did. Exactly. So at least this is what we're saying. Like, we got a couple. There's still, like, three more that's, you know, in development, you know, right now. Let's see how it works out. Absolutely, because this is what I say. I'm looking at Van Helsing, and I'm like, okay, now, like you, I enjoyed uh, Hugh Jackman, Van Helsing. I enjoyed the movie. To show you how much I enjoyed the movie, before the movie uh, or after the movie got released, in theaters, I can't remember if it was on DVD at this point. They two IPs did this. They released cartoons with the original actors yes. doing the voices. Van Helsing was one of them. 
So Van Helsing yeah. did a cartoon movie to explain him and Quasimodo uh, going at it and him chasing him down. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I bought, I bought the DVD. And the only other IP that did that was um, Chronicles of Riddick. Right. If you do got the Chronicles of Riddick, you know, with Vin Diesel, he did yeah. a cartoon. I remember going, I bought it on DVD. I still have it, but it's only like maybe 20 something minutes, like 30 minutes long. And it's Vin Diesel talking another story of Riddick after, you know, either just before the Chronicles of Riddick or is it just that? No, it was just before the Chronicles of Riddick. So it was kind of like a prequel to the Chronicles of Riddick that show what happened to him between the, the first movie. Where he shows up was it Black Rain? No, not Black Rain. Uh, I can't remember the name of the first movie. Uh, Pitch Black. So it bridges the gap between Pitch Black. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Chronicles yeah. of Riddick. This cartoon comes in right between there to show you how you went from the end of Pitch Black real quick into the beginning. So if you watch Pitch Black, then the mm-hmm. cartoon, then the Chronicles of Riddick, you're like, that's how we got there. And it was it was animated, well done. He did the voice. So Vin Diesel was smart to kind of keep that world going and he wanted to build more on that world i don't know what happened then he got back to the fast and furious all right one man can only be so many places and then he did the triple x but so that's what i I liked about van helsing so that was the cool thing now i know there's a whole lot of stuff in development tba Mm -hmm. and it might get made it might not you know things change but this to show you how many ips they have universal when it comes to the monster universe you know, they had the Bride of Frankenstein that was supposed to be made. Yep. Dark Army, Monster Mash. Okay. Wow. You know, and I'm sure, I'm not even sure how that would have been, but, and then of course, Frankenstein, Little mm-hmm. Monsters, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and then finally Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, The yep. Invisible Man 2, and they're wrapping it up with the Scorpion King. Hold up. Wayne Johnson, Scorpion? Yes, so. Well, they have the IPs for it. So I don't know if they're reaching or not. Uh, You know, I know there's a comic book that says here, comics and manga, that has like the mummy dark stories, but it seems, you know, came on 2017. That was non-canon. You know, there's uh, video games that came out, but once again, they're non-canon. So this is why I won't even mention it. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, but you know, they had the mummy, uh, the uh, rhodium strike, and then dark universe soul stories. And so, you know, I'm only looking for things that would really make sense canon wise. But this is this is how it, it, they were breaking it down. Now, once again, I go back to saying universal. Wow, what what go on? What happened? Why, why did we not get? Someone to me, I feel drops the ball. And here, and the, and the reason I keep saying that is because I'm not trying to show where they fell short. I'm trying to show that you are onto something. And as a fan, I'm excited. And and I know Rod, you're not a big horror person. But these no, weren't no. really. Well, when I say horror, okay. But, let, me, but, let me. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Let me correct. So there's horror, and they call it horror. Horror movies, suspense leading up to something fine gore movies is taking like banana splits and then having the guys in a costume or winnie the pooh and all it is is a blood fest everywhere and how cool is a death scene that's what it is and these movies were not that that's why i think you know and for me i'm not a you know slasher 
all right, how much blood can can we write into the budget or put into the script? I want to get some suspense, some, you know, lead up to it. Okay, if it makes you jump once in a while, bomb. Okay, you got me. All right, and then move on and still have a right. fleshed out world and story as opposed to a, right. just a cheap can slash. I, I I agree. Like, yeah, I'm 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 type of person like story building and having. This is different from back in the days. Back in the days when writing, you know, the writing did what they can, you know, at that time for what they assumed the 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 client, the public would be able to accept. Now we're so desensitized to so many different things. You can build into a story much more deeper, and basically, people are like, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. So. Like right now, any of these IPs that they pull out right now will do well. And this is what yes. we're saying. We're not trying to say that Universal, we're trying to point them and say, shame on you. It's more like you guys have something. And I'll say this while you're while you're talking, and and if and I thought that I thought this before, and I'm it just brought back to my memory. When you look at the IPs that's what we just listed, hmm. you're so accustomed of hearing. Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf. Yeah, you know they're they're the, the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, cool. You know the you know monster match, dark at, dark armies. That and that one part that got me, dark army, like the creature of Black Lagoon, and realizing, wait a minute, we're already familiar with these characters. We're already familiar with these IPs. Yes, we've all grown up reading, not even say comic books, but we've seen enough materials in our life where we've seen. The creature from the Black Lagoon. And you can say it in the same sentence. Creature of the Black Lagoon, werewolf, uh, wolfman, Frankenstein. You can say this, the Loch Ness monster in that sense. You can say it all in the same sentence. And no one will look at you like, what you talking about, Willis? It'd be like, yeah, yeah I, yo, yo, yo. I, you know what? I haven't heard of the Black Lagoon in so long. The creature from the Black Lagoon. You can say it and people are like, yep, yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, do not Sesame Street kind of answer. So, yep, Universal, yep, 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 yep. you have something. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have something here that you can see. It intertwines. Like, we always say this for all our other characters that we talk about. But you guys have the foundation right here. Like, if people are already accustomed to, again, shout out to Wesley Snipes to marvel um building that type of world it's basically you're giving us you're giving people the comic books you're giving them the horror type of you know comic no, uh, novel stories that we we grew up on you can flesh it out and actually put it together more seamlessly than in, in past you have it it's like it's like saying yeah i'm going to make you know I'm gonna, we're going to do a frankenstein movie And then it's just like, that's it. What else are we going to do with that? I, I don't know. I can't think of anything. No, we ha you have IP. Like, you're going to say words that people can easily associate to with each other. So that's why we're saying that the ball was slightly dropped with Dra Dracula untold. And there was no marketing or no way to seem the connection. Although if you wanted to keep it separate and just kind of make a surprise, but as you can see, by the listed amount of IPs they have before Dracula comes back, that's too far down the that's too far down the pipeline to me. 
that will be too far down the pipeline to do. Absolutely. So I would have, I would have just said, yeah, if you want to hit it, but have some kind of nuances in the upcoming movies. Make Dracula. Barry just said a good point. If Doctor Dracula, Mister High, Russell Crowe, I mean, Russell Crowe is supposed to be the the the, um, the soul, yeah, glue that brings these all together. Make Dracula be like a sub a sub glue, something else, another theme that's in the background that we can see this all all in the front of us. But these movies keep talking about Dracula at one point in time, giving us the forefront that something's coming down the pipeline. That's all it was needed. So I, I do hope that you guys make it sound like that. You guys, but make sure that hope that Universal don't ease up on the gas. You know what I mean? I hope they don't ease up on the gas. I hope they take the braveness to say, you have the IPs. You have a bunch of IPs that are in production or thought out. I hope that you do not do it like a yearly thing. And then you at least drop like Marvel did. They drop like three IPs, three at least three IPs a year. So at least you can keep that in their mind. And don't and please don't do like is October. Try to keep these ones for the Halloween October season. No, you won't have you won't have enough time to make to build like that. Drop one every every third quarter. Just just drop one. Yes, you know, have one quarter that's free every three months. You just drop and drop and just anticipate, anticipate. Then you have a, lo- a longer gap. <gasps> I can't wait. When's when's be like Tyrone? Are you doing that? I, I'm not going to try to do Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but that's all I'm saying. You're just going to have people like fiending for it. That's what you want. That's what you want. Yes. So, Universal, this this is... Come on. You have so something close. here. You have something here. Let's, let's just... I hope I hope anybody who sees this, watching this, listening, um, if you agree with us, put it in the, put, put it, put it in the chat. Put it, you know, let so, us know. And, and, as well as if anybody else higher up who's watching or is listening to it, if you guys, as us as the consumer, us as the Patreon, us who are who love these type of IPs, let's show them. Let's show the people in the boardroom that, hey, um, I think we got something here. People are actually looking around the corner. When is it coming? Are they really going to do it? I hope they do it. Yo, I want this person, and then you guys listen. Do like we do. It, it, fantastic. Put it in the subject. Help build the momentum. Hopefully, we will get that little momentum kickoff. That some other people will look at this like, you know what? Hey, I haven't thought about that. I don't know they were doing the, the creature from the from the Black Lagoon. Uh, I didn't know they're doing the Bride of Frankenstein. What are we talking about? What's going on here? Let's do it. That's how I look at it. I agree with you. Let's do it. So you're right. One, don't give it to me on Halloween, you know, in the month of October, oh, one movie a year. No. That's not going to go. It's going to drag it out too long. Oh. As you put it, uh, a movie every quarter. What they need to do is first and foremost, like what hits me is that when it comes to world building and cross over of IPs is a lot of people see what Marvel did. Kevin Fergie straight out. Oh yeah. I get all my writers. We go away for a week in a cabin and we lock ourselves in. And all we do is pitch ideas and how we're going to make it flow together. That's what he, he grabs. All the writers, 
hey guys, yeah. you're writing this project, you're writing this project, you're writing this project. Let's go on the plane on on the on the mouse's money. We're gonna sit down here and we're gonna figure this all out. So this way, it's a smooth transition. So when fans watch it, because fans are very like hardcore. This is so, if you're into something, this is what you're I'm into something. That's why I like this genre. They're hardcore. So they're going to sit there and go, hey, that doesn't make sense. That And, and Kevin's like, okay, let's sit there with the writers, watch it all so, out. Yep. And then say, okay, what's the projected dates we can do this? And then they start filming multiple projects almost simultaneously or they crisscross That's over it. each other. And you got the actors having to bounce here and there to when they release it, you get a full fleshed out world 100%. and it all makes sense. And that's what they Universal has the money, and that's what they did not do. Now they can still do that. So one, they're gonna get all the writers for all these IPs they want to do. Instead of kind of doing one and haphazardly going, oh, we'll do the next one soon enough. They gotta get away from the old thinking of making movies. If you want to do just a one and done, you stay and do what you want to do. If you want a world build and you want to have your IPs crisscross with each other in this world you're building. Then everyone's got to kind of sit down at the table, no interruptions or no distractions, and say, "Okay, we're working on this script. This is the ideas for our script." And someone's going to say, "Okay, but what's the tying element? Where does your character fall on the spectrum from good or bad, anti-hero? And then what's the end game? Like Avengers End Game was literally called End Game because that's what Kevin Feige and the rest of the writers and everybody else and the actors all associated with it worked. They started off with." that first Avengers initiative and they went right to Endgame. The end he knew, hey, we're we're gonna and they slowly drop things of in every movie, Thanos is here. Tesseract, you know, uh, yeah. this gem, that gem. Okay. Leading to a two part endgame with Thanos as the big bat and having to overcome that. And yeah. they went through the whole snap, unsnap, all characters you thought were dead have come back. It was a whole grandiose <laughs> scene. So we are getting origin stories. Got it. What is a yep. common element that's going to bring them together? And if they're all together, and the way Russell Crowe's going about it, it's almost like Hellboy with his association where he's working with monsters to fight another evil. So it's like almost evil looking to fight true evil. So what is the end game for these characters? Because certainly... They're all kind of showing up. They start in the past, peace, and they show up modern day. You're not going to have them just fight amongst themselves for no reason. You need to have an end goal. So are they... When I watched the the, the, the Monsters movie with, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, you had Dracula, the Wolfman, you had Frankenstein, Creature of the Black Lagoon, they all popped up, did their thing. And then the end goal was to banish these monsters to another dimension so they can never come back. They were the bad guys. Yes. No, no, no. I'm just... I'm oh, okay, okay, yeah, guys. yeah. Sorry, Rod. Banish. Uh, so that was the, the end goal. <laughs> so if you're having Dracula, now when you see Dracula and Dracula Untold, he's not a bad guy. He's trying to do the right thing. Then he sees the mm-hmm. reincarnation of his wife. The mummy, once again, Tom Cruise is not doing a bad thing. He's just being a mercenary. He gets roped in. Now he's trying to get rid of the curse. And he's got his sidekick who's, you know, um, supposed to be dead and all that. And, and now he has to get rid of the curse. Okay, we know Russell Crowe's in there and he's got the organization. So you don't make an organization to just track people. You have to have an organization to track and use them to fight something bigger coming. And we never got an idea what that bigger threat is to the dark universe. Until right. we do that, 
you can make as many individual movies as you want, but if you don't show me why they're all going to unite together to either group A fight group B, is there an artifact in there that you got to destroy that will cause it? Then we're 100%. not going to have the full closure on that. So that's that's my two cents. Now, with that yeah. being said, I want these movies to happen. I was excited when I saw the promo picture with all the actresses and the actors and actresses in there for the Dark Universe. And then I think, wait a minute, you missed some. Okay, if you missed Luke Evans, could have been part of it. Okay, I want I want to see what the end goal would have been with all of them coming up and crisscrossing in that universe, in their own universe. Because in my head, it's like you've got the Marvel universe. Okay, that's in one dimension. DC universe in a different dimension. Filmation universe, different dimension. You know, um, then you got the Hanna-Barbera universe. Okay, that's a different dimension, right? Just how you have Earth 1, mm-hmm. Earth 2, Earth 3. So I was putting it all in. So when you had the monster universe, and then you're giving me, and that's like compartmentalize it in my head, and then you give me the, the the Monster Dark universe, I'm like, oh, okay, so in this universe, you're not going to get, for example, He-Man, but you're going to get all these supernatural creatures, supernatural items. All right, let's see how that plays out, and that could even play out even more to some other IPs, but that's, that's what I'm coming down to. So my whole thing on this is universal. Um, Kevin Fergie gave everyone the playbook how to do things, to make it successful, copy what he did he didn't hide it and that's the thing it wasn't like he hid it it was like oh i'm not gonna tell people my secret it's almost like hey guys this is what i did to make this universe and the marvel universe successful on screen you know to various degrees what's stopping you from doing it it's it's almost like he's doing it a a underhanded challenge to everybody else it's like well i did it that's that's what it is it's a virtual five across the eyes Perhaps I did it first kind of scenario. I can do it. But the scenario I will look as, you know, some some companies just don't want to say, hey, you know, some if someone if another company did the same thing at Marvel, they're afraid someone else will say, hey, you just copy Marvel. But in reality, definitely, 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 definitely. But in reality, everybody's kind of copying their type of everyone's copying someone else's style. To a certain degree, you have more seasoning, you have less seasoning. You got something slightly different, you know, but the concept is basically the same. So, I wanted to go back, well, continue on to what you're saying in regards mm-hmm. of world building and stuff like that, the writers and stuff along that line. When you said something about uh, what you thought, you know, writers, you know, we're, we're they're ready for it. people are ready for it, like I was saying before. But it made me think, as I was saying that line before, I was thinking definitely for individual people of my age right now, you knew that when they were in their mid-teens along that line, they were in the 80s. I'll even stretch it to those in the 90s as well. But at that time, writing, definitely in the 80s, writing from then and now is two different is two different beasts. True. Completely. Facts. When we're in the 80s, you got to look back 20 years prior at that time. So that's all they knew in that sense of that was enough writing for them. What was in depth for them was, was writing that, that, that time. All that to say is that the people of now have seen so much stuff, have heard so much stuff, has has experienced so much different stuff, definitely in writing and in, in, in different type of media, you know, film, audio, radio, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That you can understand if a story goes a little deep. Where are you taking me? Okay, I'll give it. A, I'll give you the extra twenty minutes. Take me. Let's see where you're going. Oh, okay, we're there. Oh, we're going over here. 
Another, okay, I'll give you another 20 minutes. Give, give, give me, uh, oh, oh, that was nice. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, you know what? It was another 20 minutes? Okay, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to, we're so accustomed to that type of writing and leading into that. Yes. Universal. You now have the ability that if there was any thoughts, any subplots, any type of antics you thought wouldn't work, this is the time to do it. It will work. You just write it out and flesh it out properly, give a good story, and give enough tie-ins. Because now you got to start thinking, and it's all out of respect. Don't think singular. You have to think multi. You have to think, pull it back. Think of this like a comic book. Yeah. Like I, I said, think, yes. On. The words, the saying, saying, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula can be said on the same sentence and no one's going to flinch an eye. I'm going to even give you, a, even, I'll even tell you how this generation can work it. Who remembers watching Scooby-Doo, watching Hanna-Barbera and all that type? Of, and back in those days, they had cartoons of, you know, a cartoon, whimsical, Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf, all on the same scene. And nobody batted an eye. And these are, these are drawings from the 70s, late 70s, the 80s type of scenario. And that worked then. So imagine... How our minds are already accepted that from back then. Like I was saying, it can be set up, it can set off the tip of anyone's tongue easily enough that anybody's like, say, Yeah, I remember seeing, I remember seeing when it intertwined um fled, you know, Flintstones. I'm sure. I'm saying this off the top of my head, but I can't see Hanna Barbera not putting some kind of mix where um the Flintstones not only met the Jetson, but the Flintstones met Dracula or the bedrock version of Frankenstein yes, or whatever the case is. Yes, you can yes. see that easily. No, I'm, I'm sure it's there. I just can't remember. I can't it get up it is there. It is there. I'm sure it's there. I just can't remember. I can't visually see it, the mental screenshot right now, but I know it, I can see it fairly fuzzy in the back of the old brain. The old brain matter is saying it's in there. Trust me. It's in the other. Oh, it's on the side. Oh, there it is. See? There. It's there. So I'm not trying to ramble too much, people, but I'm trying to make if anybody is watching this, that has some type of position or can speak into someone's ear. It's possible. It's there. So that's why I'm saying earlier, everybody, if you agree with anything that we're saying, put it in the chat. Because I believe if there's enough smoke, there's fire. So if people start seeing there's enough comments about this, someone's going to have to say, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fire, 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 fire in the chat. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good talk there, yo. Good, good talk there, young man. God bless you for calling me a young man, although I'm calling myself, but we'll get into that in another conversation later. Listen, this is what we're talking about. Universal. I don't know how much I can say it more than that. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. That's it. Look, Please, it. you're talking about. Right. You're, you're talking about, like, you know, they'll be seen as copying, but listen, like, Peter Jackson did it. Peter Jackson did that. He did Lord of the Rings all in one shot and then released it year after year. We've got other IPs that done the same thing. So this is what I think they need to do. So what they got to do, in my opinion, is universal. Turn around. Get this. Don't let it die. 
get what we call yeah. the editor in chief. You know, in Marvel Comics, DC Comics, back in the day, they had the editor in chief. And that person's job was to sit there every month, pull out a timeline. And when people said, Hey, man, I want Spider Man to be in my book as a crossover. Sorry, Spider Man can't be in your book. Spider Man is with the X Men this month. Uh, so he's in this book at this time. And this one, you would see the little asterisk saying, Oh, this story takes place between after X Men issue number da 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 before Believe this it. issue Believe of Spider Man. Okay, right the timeline that Spider-Man would fight and team up with the X-Men, oh, leave, and then go back to, you know, spectacular Spider-Man and have his storyline and then bounce back. And that was the editor-in-chief's job. He would sit there, or she would sit there, and pull out a timeline of when the books were coming out. So let's say Spider-Man, the X-Men book came out week one of, you know, the month. And then Spider-Man's book come out week two, or, you know, so, so or maybe sometimes to come out the same week. So anyone reading it would understand that Spider-Man was here, and then he bounced there. So what you need is what Kevin Fergie did. He was the editor-in-chief. He sat there, timelined it, gave me a start, gave me the origin movies, gave me what the commonality is, what ties uh-huh. them together, and then what uh-huh. is the end goal? Why are all these, you know, in this case, why are all these monsters popping up? And what is drawing them? Who do they have to fight? What do they have to save? How will they be misunderstood? Sweep on next. There we go. So, yes, right. Calibou Francais. There we go. So we bust that out. So that is my my whole thing here. Rod, any last words on the, the, you know. No, no, I'm not saying anymore because I'm just going to ramble and babble on about it because (laughs) I talk. It's okay. I think this is probably, you know, maybe the most that people hear you talk at times. And, I'm sure. You know, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm like talk, getting I'm in. Like, I'm just trying to I don't want to repeat, but I'm just saying, listen, Universal, you got something. Um, you have a, you have an untapped genre that people are actually in already. That's the part. That's the part that I'm like, that's the part that just like, you know, saying that they're doing this, and it kind of like, uh, it kind of fell, make per money se. Because the whole thing is making money. Let's get right down to the, bo- do- right. the dollars and cents of this. The brass tax. The brass tax. The brass tax. They want to make money. If they do it and build it right, they'll make money. Because they control the IPs, if you watch those shows at like the Toys That Made Us, Toys That Made America, anything along those lines, if you watch stuff like Toy Galaxy, or well, now Secret Galaxy, retro, you know, Retro Blasting, all those shows talk about old school toys and there's uh, other independent sh- channels like ours who talk about it also the only reason i'm mentioning is that if you watch enough you will see that everyone does you know at one point they'll do an episode on the the old school werewolf and monster creatures and the slime pits and all that so there's a market of people out there market. right now that buy these old school action figures statues of the monsters that if they were to do it now team up with something like studio seven or team up with um uh sideshow collectibles and had them redo some of the statues or toy figures in in line or go with a bigger studio like you know uh nick kenner or mattel or whatever and and got them in line to do some of the figures or even mcferlin toys to do some of these figures tied into the movie Mm-hmm. You'll make sales. No, so that's, that's, will, it. That, that's all it is. You know, you need an editor in chief. You need a, a start. You need a, a middle, and you need an ending, and then you need a good marketing deal, and then you just need someone from PR to put it all together and put it out there properly, so it's not reboots. Understanding what the whole thing is, because Marvel advertised it really well. DC mm-hmm. did do it to a good degree. You know, advertising how these characters got in there and they built up to the Justice League. So that's what they got to do. So I don't know if Master Mash was supposed to be that, but there we go. I mean, I know Master that's Mash. That's where my mind, honestly, that's where my I'm seeing I'm seeing the title. I'm thinking that could be 
like Where the Avengers. All... Yeah, yeah, like oh, the Avengers it. for the the, the first hmm. the first the first issue or the first tragedy or something that basically saying I need to bring we need to bring you guys together. I don't know if it's something you know, you know, definitely has to be supernatural, but something supernatural where basically the monsters of the times need to band together to save humanity, to save the world. Some some ancient tablet is has been resurrected and spoken the wrong words backwards, and all of a sudden this person turns into a metamorph of the evil version. Although we're saying you're thinking. Drac and all of them are evil. They may actually been the good versions. And no, 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 you think they're bad? Hold my beer. I got someone worse for you. The combination oh, team. You know exactly. The, the, the only thing I'll add on to top of that is if you really want to do it, you got to do it. And what we mentioned before, right? How they did it with Van Helsing and how they did it with Chronicles of Riddick. Maybe give us a cartoon. Maybe give us a cartoon that's going to show and reboot the story and then do the rest of it on the big screen, so fans would have that. So that's yeah. my two cents there, Rod. Yo, that's it. That's Ladies it. and gentlemen, this is Dark Universe. Um, hope you enjoyed. Please, as we always say, share, like, share, subscribe. Hopefully in that order. That'll work out. Whichever, you know, whichever is closest to, you know, to the right clicking. No, you know what? Like, subscribe. Then share out. Yeah, yeah. Right. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'll just say this as a quick tidbit. So I know I'm yeah. wearing my Avengers, my Avengers shirt, right? Why am I wearing the Avengers yeah. shirt? Because I don't once know. again, here you go. Proper IPs. Why? Why? Because Tom Cruise wanted to be Iron Man, but they went with yes. Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Uh, either way, I'm, I'm happy with either way how it turned out. I'm not knocking Tom Cruise's Iron Man, but I'm just saying that. Tom was a, could have been a part of this universe. He wasn't. He was a part of that universe. Let's use it. Okay. On that note, this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. And make sure to check your treats. We don't know who's out there. You might get taken mm-hmm. by, you know, pull up the scorpion ring. And, well, yeah. At least you have an art. All right. Happy soul. Good evening. Good evening.